Hello, everybody, and welcome again back to the Lucas Hyde podcast. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for the long cast. Today is April 18th, and that means it's a Wednesday, and it is now time for me to go into a bigger topic that I like to go into, delve in a little bit more than, say, my Monday previews and my Friday recaps. So I'm really looking forward to today's episode, but... To start off, before I start getting into the topic and everything, just a little bit of housekeeping again. Make sure everything's clean and in order. I don't want to. I don't want things going crazy on me here. So, I just wanted. Uh, so the other day, um, during the Monday show, I talked about grease the groove again, and how to do that. I just briefly touched on it. Why you should do half reps. Um, so half the reps you would normally do on an exercise, say push-ups or something. If you do thirty, do fifteen. And then from there, wait 15 minutes for the muscle to be fully worked again. That was a time I threw out there, and I just wanted to follow that up and make sure that I clear. I want to be clear and talk about why it's uh, 15 minutes. So I read this in the Tool of T- Tools of Titans book, and this is from a guy, Pavel T- Testulin. Um, I'm sorry if I butchered the name. I most likely did. It's, uh, it's spelled pretty funny. Or not funny, just not what I'm used to. And he's in Tools of Titans, which is an incredible book by Tim Ferriss. Go read it if you haven't. Um, I, I, it's, it's, a, it's a great tool. It's a great tool for me. And I actually have this habit when reading it. I showed my friend the other day. Is I actually just open to a random page and read about whomever I open to. And I look at it, and it's really good for motivation. Um, every now and then, I'll open to someone like Jocko Willink, who makes you want to, as he says, get after it. Um, he just makes me feel super lazy. He gets up at 4.30 every morning and just destroys his workout. But back to Pavel. He does half his max reps and then waits 15 minutes before the muscle can be worked again. This is because what he says is this is the minimum time of rest needed for creatine phosphate hypercompensation. Now, I have to be honest with you guys. I have I don't know what creatine phosphate hypercompensation is. Uh, that's what it's called in the book. Um, I don't know the science of how this bike biomechanism works, um, but I will look into it more. Um, I just wanted to briefly touch on it. That is actually why you wait 15 minutes. Apparently, that's the minimum time for it to work. And... I will definitely look into it more and then get that information. But all I know is that I'm not going to stop doing Grease the Groove. It's super effective for me. And it during my busy weeks, it's one of those tools that's just extremely useful and helpful um, when things start to eat my workout time, which I, I hate. I hate when things start to eat um, eating my workout time. But talking about Grease the Groove is actually a perfect segue into the topic for today. And as you could tell from the title, again, it is my travel tips and how I keep myself in peak shape when I'm traveling, um, how I keep myself focused and everything like that. Because traveling, um, it can get a little bit ridiculous sometimes. I know recently I went to Florida on a week trip and we had to get up at three in the morning. And that's pretty stressful to just get up at three in the morning, then get on a plane and then get down to Florida, which is which is nice and relaxing, but usually that day sucks afterwards. So it's important to get traveling down right. And I think 
that again talk, um, touching on grease the groove again is important because say I'm in the car for a long time I'll always hit burpees and push-ups whenever I get to a rest stop this help keeps the blood flowing from sitting a long time so that was my little segue into my topic today and traveling super stressful so I don't currently travel often but usually my travel consists of several weekend trips throughout the year that may require me to be in a car for five to seven hours and then I'll need to stay overnight in a hotel for generally the whole weekend. And then at least once a year, I'll fly on a plane for, say, a week trip. Um, the past four years for me, that's been a trip down to Florida to play tennis with my team. And it's important to get that right, especially because since there's so much stress on the body, and for me it's important because I want to optimize myself to be able to perform at the highest level that I can. So traveling, whether it's on a plane or a car, and you're traveling for hours, it definitely tends to send things out of whack. Your schedule is all screwed up, and it can be difficult to get things properly ordered. So um, now I do a lot of things in order to get my schedule right for traveling, and I now have it down to more of a science for me. So I've done this a bunch of times now, so I'm used to it, and it's not that hard for me. Um, usually uh, – the things that I do don't necessarily allow me to travel as light as I necessarily would like to, but since I have it down to science, it, I don't pack as heavy as I would and I don't waste space. And so now to start with the actual trip. Now, I actually start before the trip and that's with packing. Um, what's helped me recently for all of my trips before I pack um, or I'm about to sit down and pack or anything, I set an intention for my trip. Say I'm going on a trip to Florida and during those times I want to sit down, say have fun and just relax in my downtime. I'll set that intention, be present. That'll be another intention that I would set. Or for this past weekend I was gone. This is why I'm doing the travel uh travel tips podcast is because I traveled this weekend. That's kind of what inspired me to do it. I had a lot of schoolwork to do. So I'll set the intention right before and say during this weekend, it is important for me to get a lot of schoolwork done. And that sets me in the mindset to then start focusing, to start and focus on things like what do I have to pack? What things don't I have to pack? Because um, once I set this intention, I'm, a, I'm much smarter about how I pack things. And I tend to not waste space and I pack only things that I need. I used to have a really bad habit of just overpacking um, on way too many things that I just didn't need. And this setting of the intention for the vacation trip, whatever you want to call it, has actually helped me out a ton. Um, before I would take a bunch of different things that distracted me, say if I was going and I needed to do a lot of schoolwork, I would used to bring video games or something like that, like a handheld video game for the long car ride. And if that's there, I'm most likely going to get distracted and not get my schoolwork done. So what I've done now is I've just phased those things out and I've set an intention for what I need to do that weekend for the trip or that week or however long it may be. So I want to start with my gear and talk about all the essentials that I take when I travel that has helped me to optimize my travel situation. Um, it's not perfect, but having some sort of routine, even when you travel, is really effective for me. Um, for the things I pack, I for the actual things that I use, I want to talk about actual packs too and what I use that seems to help me out a lot. So I bring one small backpack with me 
and I'll bring some small things in there to hold me over for generally that day of travel. And that'll be my pack that I use for that day of travel. It'll have some things I can use when I'm in the hotel room, and then it'll be the same pack for when I take back. And that's generally just a small backpack. I have a backpack from REI that I use. And so I always, in the in the bag, I carry a book or two because when I get rolling, I can easily just go through a book. It's not hard for me to do that. And especially if it isn't a long one, I need to have something else to read. I always make it a point to read when I'm traveling. It's a great time to get that done. And I, I just enjoy reading and it's the perfect time to read. So I always bring at least two books. And I usually bring one health book. That's so that I'm spending time learning and being effective on things that can help me be healthier and optimize myself. And the other is some sort of fantasy book. And that's because I want to enjoy the time there that I'm spending. The next thing that I bring right after my fantasy book, because the fantasy book I just want to touch on real quick. The reason I bring it is because when I'm traveling, if I do want to have some downtime to relax, um, I always find that those books are really effective at doing that. It's just taking me along for the journey, and I don't have to focus on necessarily learning. Now, I always bring my journal, one, and my food journal, and I always take them with me pretty much everywhere I go, and that's just in case I get stuck. Um, I can always take a moment to write things down um, or um, spend time journaling, take notes on whatever I have to take notes on, and I find that that is really effective. Um, I then bring some sort of physical fitness recovery gear since I'll probably be sitting a lot. Um, my go-to is... The TheraBand, since it's small, it doesn't take up a lot of space and it easily packs in my bag. And I play tennis, so I want to avoid things like tennis elbow. And again, the abil- having it just fit in the bag is really important. It's really easy, and I can just sit and do it when I- use it wherever. Um, if I want to get more of a roll in, I'll bring my Beastie Ball. Um, it's about the size of a tennis ball. And I'll just take that and roll it on forearms, my quads, whatever I feel is a little bit tighter. Back for me has always been a problem when sitting a long time, which is why I picked up my core exercises recently to help alleviate that from when I'm sitting for long periods of time. But I will just sit in the chair and I'll put the beastie ball right behind my back and start to roll up the chain of muscles that go up my back. Um, that helps relieve a lot of tension for me, and I find that it's super effective. It's just regu- it's just a ball, if you would think of, uh, it's about the size of a tennis ball, a lacrosse ball, and it has all these spikes on it. It's very similar to the rumble roller. It's a really effective tool. I definitely would suggest getting one. It comes with a little stand, too, so you can even stand it against the wall and roll your back really effectively. So it's not just for when you're traveling. It's just a good tool in general. And then if I'm feeling super masochistic... I'll take my eye roll flex, which is a monster of a tool. It is a crazy rolling tool, especially for on the go and especially for rolling things like your forearms. Oh my gosh, there's just nothing that even comes close. What it is, it is a clamp-like thing. Um, I don't know how else to describe it, but one section has a roller on it that is ridged and actually digs into the muscle. And the other is a small flat roller so that if you really want to, you can roll it up and down whatever muscle you're rolling. 
and it has different width settings. You can actually just increase the width so you can even actually wrap it all the way around your legs. Uh, it is crazy because it is basically whatever you put into it is what you're going to get out. So what you do is you clamp down with one hand and then whichever muscle you're rolling, you would then floss. So you'd move it side to side against the ridges. Um, and it gets really deep and the harder you squeeze, the more effective it's going to be, the smaller you make the width, more effective it's going to be also the more painful. So <laughs> It's, it is a crazy tool. I show it to everyone. I love it. And it is extremely, extremely effective. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. It's called the Eye Roll Flex with one L, I believe. Um, it is a super good tool. I can't talk about it enough. You can actually also just take the ridged part out and use it as a hand roller. You've seen people with those hand rollers on planes or traveling around. It, that's really effective too. And if I'm taking more of a relaxing trip, again, I'll take like a video game of some sort, a handheld video game, just to pass the time, just keep my mind busy if I can't get to sleep or something like that. I always bring my blue light blockers. This is in case I'm traveling at night or really early in the morning um, to help with the blue light. It's helped me a ton because this means I won't get super woken up on the way to the airport. Um, or in the airport, and then I'm able to get asleep really fast in the plane um, the, because we have all of these photoreceptors in our eyes, so it's super important to help with that. The last things that I have, I actually use for napping and meditation and focus. I always bring the Sleep Master sleep mask with me. This is awesome because it wraps around your entire head and helps to muffle the sound um, that comes in. It's not perfect at muffling the sound, but it's actually pretty effective and it blocks out all the light which is as you know um, when i talked about the sleep podcast it's really important because of all these photoreceptors in your eyes that react to the light so it's super important to get all that light blocked and the sleep master is the best at it because it wraps all the way around and i it just stays on your head when you're napping or whatever i use it when i sleep normally too um, it's great i then bring my earbuds um, these are earbuds that have little air tubes to put the sound out and reduce the EMF, I believe, that would normally get pumped into your head with regular earbuds. That is the, um, what is it? That is the idea behind them. Uh, the sound quality is great. Uh, I use them every day, and the ones I have are made by a company called Caden. I got them for Christmas, but I think you can get them on Amazon. And the sound quality is great, so even if the EMF thing you're not worried about, there's no reason not to have them if you're just give it a shot and be a little bit healthier if it does help and they they sound good so it's not like you're losing anything by having those earbuds and i'm gonna bring it up again and that's the pieces app but i think it's super important to have a really good sleep slash nap slash focus app to help you when you're traveling and this is my go-to i've already talked about it several times um, and that's what I use when I'm on the plane or wherever I'm going. I even use it in the hotel room to help me get to sleep. So those are the primary things that I carry when it comes to just my day pack for super long travels, like in the car, on the plane. And it looks pretty much the same. It hasn't really changed for a long time. So it might change down in the future. Uh, if it does, I'll let you guys know. But right now I have it pretty much down to everything that I would need. And... Now to move on from my large bag. Um, I actually want to talk about the bag itself 
because it's important to have a good bag when you're traveling. It actually can make all the difference. Um, having a terrible bag, it, it's it's awful. Uh, traveling with a bag that's just not going to be reliable, um, the weight distribution isn't good on it. It's just not comfortable. So the one I have is a North Face large duffel that I got from REI, which is incredible. It's a backpack duffel, so I can carry it on my back when I need to, and it's super durable, and I hope to have it for a very long time. Um, it also just fits an insane amount of things because it's huge, and I'm not sure if the large works for a carry-on, but I believe their smaller sizes do, so that's a positive. And that's the North Face duffel. It's Again, it holds up really, really well. Um, I like the weight distribution in it, and I love the backpack part because... If say, if you've ever had a bad duffel that you have to carry on your shoulders, it can be really annoying and it can it can actually like screw your shoulder up or something like that. It, if you've ever held a bag that's weighted really poorly on your shoulder, it actually just gets so annoying. It starts sort of dig into your neck and everything and it's just not comfortable. That's why I really like the backpack carrying and it's important to have that weight distribution right. Um and then to move on to what I carry in the bag, everything that I need um, for the trip I keep in there, as well as like normal clothing, um, toothbrush, all that stuff, etc. All the normal things. Um, I also bring in this bag things that will be effective for my actual hotel room in order for me to sleep properly. Um, I know I've been talking about sleep a lot, but again, um, that's a really big important tip when it comes to travel. Um, I bring my acupuncture mat because it just rolls up and it's really easy to put in the bag. It fits no problem. And it's made by Bulletproof and that always helps me get to sleep. It's part of my routine. So I like to bring it with me. Um, that's really all, the only special thing that I would say I keep in my large bag for traveling. Most of the other things I keep in that small travel bag and it just has a lot of crossover, which is really effective. And that can be great for traveling is if you can parse things down to where they have a lot of crossover for when you're going to use them actually there and your travel bag um, for the day. If you can get a lot of crossover between those two, that can really loosen up a lot of the space um, that is there when you don't pack as effectively. Uh, the space tends to get used up by things you don't need. Um, when I get to the hotel room, the first thing I do is I always try to make it as close to my bedroom as possible. Um, I unplug everything, uh, which is great. And what is great about hotel rooms is that they also have the dark curtains, which are really nice for sleeping. I don't have them at home, but I really like it in the hotel rooms and I make use of them every night. I pull them completely tight. And I also sometimes, if I'm sleeping in a room by myself, I will take pillows and actually just cover the light coming in from the hallway because they don't turn those lights off at night. I take all the covers off the bed and I put them on the floor and make my bed on the floor. I still do sleep on the floor when I'm on the road in the hotel room. I know it might sound a little bit odd, but I just love, I love sleeping on the floor. So that's not going anywhere. Um, I turn the AC around 64 or 65 degrees. This is for optimal sleep and a good rule of thumb for this is to have it a little bit chilly, but comfy under the covers. So it can be a little bit chilly when you're not under the covers yet. But once you get under the covers, you start getting comfortable. So that's generally the rule of thumb that I use. And I don't know if this actually works. 
and I read this from Ben Greenfield, and that is that hotel rooms are generally just really dry. I believe he used to travel with a, a, a humidity reader. I It escapes me what that's called right now. Um, this is embarrassing, but it whatever you use to read humidity. And it's when it's really dry, it's not that great for sleep. And so I don't know if this has an actual influence on the humidity in the room, but what I do now after I heard him do it is I'll fill the bathtub with warm water and just let it sit overnight. If this isn't doing anything, it's not that hard to just fill up the bathtub. So I do it just in case it helps and I don't see the harm in it. And it seems to help me because if it is super dry, I can wake up and my nose starts to bother me. And I started doing this and I don't know if it's placebo or whatever, but it seems to help these problems. So I definitely do that all the time. And it's again, it's super easy. So I don't just, I don't see a reason not to do it. And for my immune system to move on from actually being in the hotel room for just general travel for my immune system, since it can get really stressed um, from taking a big hit with traveling, uh, what I'll do is I'll take oregano oil with me. Now, again, disclaimer, I'm not a doctor, nutritionist, or registered physical trainer, anything like that. This is just what I personally do. And again, I'm just going over things that I would do to help optimize my travel. I take the oregano oil in capsule form, and I also take it in nasal form so that it can be absorbed through the sinuses. Uh, oregano oil is super strong and I generally only take it when I'm traveling and feeling a little bit sick. Otherwise I have heard that taking it for extended periods of time can put a big hit on your liver and it's always good to err on the side of safety. And again, I just want to put this disclaimer here. I'm not a doctor or anything. Uh, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a reg registered physical trainer, but that is what I take when I'm traveling. It's probably the primary supplement that I take is oregano oil. And that is because going on a plane is a big stress on your body and you don't want to get sick when you go on vacation. That, So I try to avoid those things. And the last thing I want to cover before I close out this podcast is how I adjust my workouts when I'm traveling. Essentially everything for me gets switched to body weight exercises. I don't want to put a lot of stress on my immune system by destroying myself with the lift if I'm taking a long plane ride. A long car ride, it's a different story. Um, the day before I'll actually just destroy myself in the gym because I know I'll be sitting most of the next day, but not for plane rides. Just the stress that can come from taking a plane ride as opposed to a car ride is much different. You're going up in the air and you're dealing with a lot of different factors. Uh, you might be changing time zones and everything. Your circadian rhythm will get messed up. So there's just more of, there's more factors there to take into account. So when it comes to plane rides, I actually will just stick to things like yoga and I'll make sure that I'm hitting my intermittent fast because me personally, I always feel terrible if I have a bunch of food in me and I have to go fly and I'll just be really gassy, burpy and my stomach, I get really bad stomach pains if I have a lot of food when I fly. So I fast a lot when I fly and do a lot of traveling that way. And I do yoga before and after because it's really easy to do in the hotel room and it's just a super effective workout. Yoga is great. You can do it anywhere. And so I always take that into account when I'm um, on the road. And if I really do want to get something like a lift in and there is no hotel gym, even though most hotels have gyms now, I can't tell you the last time. 
if ever I was in a hotel that didn't have a gym. But you can actually just take things like towels and do isometric deadlifts, hold them for extended periods of time, which can be killer. Uh, they'll get you a good workout for sure. You can just switch to a complete isometric body workout where you use walls and pushing against things. And that is a really effective thing to take into account if you're trying to get a really killer workout in when you're on the road and you don't necessarily want to do the gym work. If they do have a good hotel gym, I might do a lift, but usually when I travel, uh, I take it as a nice time to just focus on body weight workouts and yoga and stretching and make sure that my body's in peak condition and that I'm enjoying myself. I don't necessarily just want to beat myself up when I'm away. And I do really enjoy just working out in my gym at home. So I just switch my workouts over. It's not hard to do uh, when I'm on the road. Now, I haven't gone on something like a month-long trip. Uh, if I do that in the future, I would assume that after, say, the first week or so, I would then switch over to start doing my heavy lifts again. But I haven't experimented with this yet. When I do do something like that, I will definitely let you guys know. And that is it for today. Now, that those are all my travel tips that I used and tell myself every single time that I go to travel. I think they're super effective. Uh, I hope this was useful for anyone who is listening. If you guys have any questions for me or you want to see what I'm up to, again, check out the Instagram, VonderHealth, and VonderHealth for Twitter too both the same and then if you have any questions that you want to email me that would be the lucas hyde podcast at gmail.com i want to thank everyone for listening look for the refresher friday coming out on friday and that should be it all right guys thank you kill the rest of your week and if you're going on the road don't forget to make sure you get everything optimized and have a good trip all right thank you guys signing off